You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Let him, jab him, tap him, grab him, stop that pigeon now. Introducing our Pigeon Radio Australia presenter and executive producer of the show, Ivan Ponty. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. We've got an exciting show for you uh, this morning. We have champion Melbourne Australian flyer and that's Mr Michael Portelli to give us some tips on how to start your pigeons off in the season, tossing and uh, medication wise, a lot of good stuff to talk about with Michael. And also we have from Adelaide, South Australia, Premier Lofts, one of the great flyers in Australia also, and that's Mr Jack van der Linden. We've got a new flyer from the Altona Club, and we've got the Vice President of the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation, Mr Rodney Main, filling us in on some news from the GMPF. So on with the show here at Pigeon Radio Australia this morning. studio live and in person the falcon the maltese falcon come closer i want to talk to you i'm going to tell you an astounding story the story of the maltese falcon 600 years the falcon has carried the mystery of a fabulous wealth under its grotesque wing for the maltese falcon Introducing, once again, to Pigeon Radio Australia, our regular and the original Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. Good morning, Mr. Maltese Falcon, Tony Barbara. How are you today? 
Good evening, good morning to you, good morning Joe, good morning listeners and good morning to everybody around the world. Yes, good morning to you. How's your birds going, Tony? Well, at the moment they're going through heavy malt. Heavy malt? Yeah. You're not pushing them yet? No, 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 no. there's no hurry. No yes, hurry. L- long way to go. Yeah, some people tossing, you know. Yeah, anyway, good luck to them, but... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't uh, uh, risk it now. No, anyway. neither would I. I reckon it's, it's too. You don't want to stress it's them out while they're molting. It's too early. Anyway, let's ask the Mister Italian Stallion what he thinks. back folks let's give him a warm welcome back to pigeon radio australia introducing the one and only pigeon racing italian stallion joe angelino good morning mr italian stallion joe angelino Good morning, Ivan. I heard you're already a hundred k shepherd and turn off tossing your pigeons. Good morning, Tony, and good morning to the listeners. Uh, hundred, it's about a hundred and fifty. He said, "You know, I saw Joe Angelino on the Hume Highway there going to the." You know what? I'll tell you something. You will in about another couple of months. Not now. In a couple of months, we'll be going to shepherd and turn off. Yeah, that's it. Not now. You don't win races. You don't win races uh, in uh, March, April. Mate, I you know? tell you, you've heard it yourself. You've had people. Oh, so and so's tossing. Right. I'm going to get my birds in the basket. I'm going to toss them. I know. Oh, panic stations. Know. Woo, yeah, yeah, the sirens yeah, yeah. are going off. Yeah, that's true. And this is very, right, very get onto important. Get to Facebook. Oh, look at what yeah, they're yeah. doing two hours yeah. around the loft. Then, yeah. then you get someone ringing you up saying, Oh, look at these birds yeah. are doing two hours. I've got to get my birds doing two yeah. hours. Come He's on. tossed his pigeons three times. <laughs> what about that fellow who tossed him Molland? Jesus. That's, that's when people lose their birds, when they're You just feed the oh, yeah. falcons down. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. If, if you think you've got an advantage by doing that... Good luck to you. I don't think there I is any know, advantage. No, no, no this is why. I try telling some people, but yes. they, they laugh at me. Yes. They no, think That's all right. Stupid. You can only try. But you know what? This segment's very good to listen because we're going to have. I'm going to ask these questions to the champion, Michael Portelli. Yeah, that's a good. And idea. you know what? That's See what he's idea. got to say. Yeah. Now look what the wind's blowing in. This guy's bl- uh, brought us some donuts and coffees. <laughs> Edison, hello, my friend. Edison, Edison, how are you? Good, good. That's good. How's, how's your birds going? Oh, very good, very good. Very good? Very good. That's the way. I saw a video, your video, the falcon. Yeah, <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah what happened? Plenty's coming. Plenty falcon? Yep. Mm. No good, Ed. So, what, do we, what can we do? How can we fix this problem? <laughs> can't fix. Maybe uh, you can't fix it, mate. No, they catch any Ed? Maybe you need one of those air, air drones. You know the drones? Plane, yeah. Plane? yeah, you get a drone. A drone. And idea. you scare them off. Yeah, scare them off. You know the drone? You know the plane? The plane. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the drone. The drone. Helicopter. Yeah, like uh, whatever. <laughs> Even helicopter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drone. But um, so you're, you're, this year you'll be racing, you're in Melton Club? 
Yeah, with, in the Melton, yeah. Yeah, with the Victorian Pigeon yeah, Organization. In the Melton. VPO. Yes. Very good. VPO. VPO huh? Yeah. Um, and you're racing in partnership? Yep, with Robert. And? And his daughter is Ciara. Beautiful. Three of you. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. And the yeah. name's going to be? Look here. Yeah. John. Yeah, John. Robert. Robert. Ciara. Uh, should, uh... Whiskey Coca-Cola. Yeah. <laughs> now the loft, yeah. the loft. What's the loft name? Oh, I don't know. You told me before. You told me before. Erjan. It was a good name. It was a good name. Robert, Ciara. Enterprises. Erjan, Ciara and Robert. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. it'll come to you. It'll yeah. come to you. Yeah. When it does, yeah. you let us know. Yeah. All right. Have some more coffee. You like the coffee? I like coffee. Uh, and thank you for bringing the donuts. That was delicious. Yeah. Very thank you good. very much. Very nice. Thank you. But anyway, well, let's... Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back after this with more of Pigeon Radio Australia. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramead stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeon's inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor.
chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. This is your captain speaking. We're about to hit some strong turbulence, so please fasten your seat. Oh, hang on. I just got a video of my son with our dog. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Imagine the pilot of a plane putting lives at risk like this. Yet some people think it's still okay to text and drive. Texting takes your eyes off the road, risking your life and the lives of others. Stop texts, stop wrecks. Rad, recording artists, actors and athletes against dumb driving. Are you playing renovation roulette? Deadly asbestos lies hidden in one third of Aussie homes. It can be found in any home built or renovated before 1990, lurking in walls, behind tiles, under floor coverings, in roofing. Asbestos, it was used everywhere. So if you're a renovator or a tradie, you could be risking your life and the lives of others. Respect asbestos because it's not worth the risk. Visit asbestosawareness.com.au to find out what you need to know. Listen to the real Mark Seymour, the Southern FM Mark Seymour, playing great Aussie music on the Big Aussie Breakfast. Every Wednesday, right here on 88.3 Southern FM, it's compulsory listening. This is Didi Zed, your captain speaking. Tune in every Wednesday at 2pm. Travel the world, musically speaking. From the Eiffel Tower to the Rialto. From the Colosseum to the Pyramids. From the London Bridge to Golden Gate. Tune in every Wednesday, 2pm, for International Caravan with your captain, Didi Zed. Listening to Pigeon Radio Australia, the only devoted Pigeon Radio show in the world, hosted and presented by Ivan Ponty. On the line for Pigeon Radio Australia from South Australia, Adelaide, from Adelaide Premier Lofts, we have uh, one of the great flyers in Adelaide, and that's Mr. Jack Van der Linden. Hello, Jack. How are you? And welcome to Pigeon Radio Australia. Yeah, no, I'm very good. I'm uh, doing pretty good, I think. Oh, that's good. Now, tell us, Jack, you, you've imported a lot of pigeons from Europe. Tell us, what bloodlines do you mainly have over there in uh, at the Premier Lofts? At the moment, I've got the Gabby Vanderbilt, I've got Hiram uh, Coasters, I've got the Vanderbilts, and I've got uh, the old original family as well. So, out of all those bloodlines that you've got there in Adelaide, what do you, in your opinion, what do you think is the best bloodline in your loft there? In my loft, I think the Gabbies are still the best. The Gabbies are still the best. They're better than the Vandenbos because now the Vandenbos are the flavour of the, of the season. Everybody's yeah, well, chasing I, them. I haven't raised a lot of them myself. I sold most of them, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having a go with them probably this year. Okay. I'll fly a couple of them, but they've been very good for a friend of mine. Oh, very good. Now, Jack, tell us, how did you get involved in pigeon racing? Did you race? I can hear the accent in your voice. You're probably from uh, Holland yourself. Did you race pigeons overseas before you come to Australia? I did as a kid, yes. Okay, and whereabouts in Holland Where you, are you from? Right in the middle, Utrecht. 
Okay, and and you were racing birds over there. How how is it different from Australian racing and and racing in Europe? Oh yeah, well we start off a lot longer here. Uh, you know, shorter races over there, and yeah, uh, well it's a long time ago since I raced there, of course. Yeah, that's right. Now, um, everybody's preparing for the race season this season. Um, what's your tips on preparing pigeons to get started for the race season? Oh, it's usually the same every year, you know, trying to look after them when they're in the mold, keep them clean. And once they get going around the loft, uh, working a little bit, uh, then we start really looking after them. Do you do any medication program or anything like that before you start? I do a little bit, yes. I do a little bit, yes. I never have before, but I've been doing it the last few years, yes. Okay, and do you find it better if you're using a medication program than not using a medication program? Oh, definitely, yes, yes. Yeah. Listen, tell me, uh, like, what got you into pigeon racing? Uh, what's the, how did you start it off? What was it your, um, you know, your, your father raced? Uh, yeah, no, start? no, my dad, my dad was always inter- interested in pigeons and okay. keep bringing them home for me. Yeah. yeah. As a kid. Oh, awesome. That, that's probably where it started. Yeah. Okay, and you've never looked back. No, I've had them for a long time. <laughs> tell me, does your... Uh, does your family get involved as well? No, n- not at all. Not at all. Okay. No. no. So it's just yourself. Yes. Now, can you tell me how how um, how many birds would you start a season with uh, your race team? This year, I bought a hundred and fifty rings. Yep. Uh, well, by the time we get going, probably or oh, what would it be? I got some older ones left over from last year. Okay. Uh, Two hundred and twenty. Yeah, that's it. By the time you start tossing and that, you drop a few. There'll here be a few less than them, but of course, yeah, of course. probably. So to- yeah, so how, how do you how do you feed your race team during you know during race season? You know, from the early races, like what what sort of feed do you give them? You know, like oh, they only get fed once a day. Yes, and it's the same. It's the same just about all the way through. Okay, and did you give do you give them like a light mix, a heavy mix, or what, just a mainly heavy mix, and okay. I mix a bit of barley maybe to it, but not yeah. very often, no. Okay, all right. And what about with the early races, the day before basketing? Do you let the birds out? Yes. Oh, oh sorry, not the day before. The on the day, like if like no, Friday night basketing, no. Friday night basketing, would you let them out in the morning for a no, fly? I won't. No, so you kept no. them in. Okay, yep. And no, oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, with to- with training your birds, how do you st- like? How do you? Uh, how many tosses do you give them, and where do you start your first toss from? Oh, the first toss uh, is usually getting them used to the to the trailer where they go in. Yeah, I'm only taking a kilometer. Okay. A couple of times, and then they go. The next one probably be fifteen or twenty. Yeah. Okay. And then do you stay at 20 kilometres or before the first No, race? no, no, they move on 20. If they do it well, they go to 30. If they do it well, they go to 50. And do you stay at 50? No, 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 no. The longest oh. they do is 150. Okay. And is that before the first race? Yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. So um, do you separate your hens and cocks or you fly them together? No, I separate them, yes. Separate them, okay. Have you flown them together before? Uh, I did last year a little bit. Yeah, and but, they, they, uh, I didn't like it too much. Didn't no. like it. Yeah, they play up a bit. The cockbirds, do they? Oh yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hate yeah. that. I hate that. 
so how often would you medicate your, your birds throughout the race season? Uh, well, uh, I use a bit of, uh, well, uh, Turbosol. Yeah. Every four weeks. Yep. Uh, what else do I give them? Uh, you know, not a lot, really. So when they return from the race, what would you give them? Or the uh, next day, or the next day, what would you give the returning birds? <laughs> I've got this new stuff that I'm trying. Cellgard, I think it's it's called. Oh, yeah. okay. That's what I will give them when they come home from a race, yes. Yeah, 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 okay. Oh, there you go. What about um, natural products? Do you give them uh, garlic, honey, apple cider vinegar, things like that? Apple or? cider vinegar. You do? No garlic. No garlic? No, no. A bit of honey when they come home as well. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Oh, very good. So how, how does uh, how does Jack describe a fit pigeon? So when you, what do you look for in a fit pigeon? Oh, it's not 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 uh, not hard to find find a fit pigeon. Usually you can see it on them. You know they're all tight. Yeah. Feathering is beautiful. Yeah, and they look clean. Yeah, oh yeah, it's pretty easy to find them. They yeah. stand out. Yeah, they stand out in the loft. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, do you um? Do you rotate your birds, or do you like do you, do you send uh, the same birds maybe for the first? Let's say you might pick ten birds and send them every for the first six races or so. Would you do that, or or do no, you, never, never, never. No. So no. they go one no. week, have a rest, and then you get another fresh team. Unless yeah. it's real easy, then they'll probably might some of them might go back, but otherwise, no, oh, I won't. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, so tell us, what was your mem- memorable moment in pigeon racing? Oh, winning my first race. Tell us about <laughs> that. In Australia. Tell us about that. Uh, well, I was only Neil C, and the yeah. first race I raced, uh, I had a little black cock that was a really good pigeon, and yeah. he, he won the race for me, and uh, yeah, that was really special. Oh, you never forget that. I don't think I will. No, no. I still know the, the ring number of the pigeon as well. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. Do you know what's the ring number? <laughs> Eleven three one. There you go. There you go. Good memory. Good memory. And what was the first birds that you had when you won your first race? What, what bloodline were they? They were off uh, Kokoski. Kokoski. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're good birds. Yeah. yeah. Good long-distance yeah. birds of Kokoskis. Yes, that's right. Yeah. And uh, was, it a, was it a long-distance race, this one that you won? No, no, it's only a Caddington. The, the first race, my won a couple of first races, I think. It was only 290 Ks. Oh, right. Doesn't matter. A win is a win. True. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Short, middle, long. Doesn't matter. Win is a win. Yeah. yeah well done. Well so, done. how do you find those old birds that you started with when you when you started here, and these new imports that you're bringing in now? Oh, those new ones are a bit faster, see? Okay. A little, yeah. little bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah. So, when you bring yes. bring birds in from Europe. How, how do you manage with the breeding? What 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 do you look for, and and how do you pair them up? Do you pair them up, cross them out to the old stuff, or do you put them no, together? No, no. Or? no, I keep them. I keep them straight. You keep them straight as much as I can. Yes, yes. Okay, and and mainly are the birds that you bring in are they very inbred to the families, or they're sort of crossed? No, out? not really. Not really. No, no. Well, I got it still. I still even now. I still got a couple of good friends over there that. You know, look after me. If I want a pigeon, they'll go and have a look for me. Yeah. I mean, uh, the original Hiraman Coasters, I've got a good friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, he went there, well, he flew in the same club and he, he organised them for me, see? Yeah, yeah. 
because your birds have done very well all throughout Australia. Um, we've sent them, haven't they? Yeah, oh, yeah, they've done really well, yes. Yeah, yeah, you've got a very good name all around the country with your pigeons. And um, looking at your website, you, you bond you bond very closely with your birds as well. Oh, yes, oh, yes, yes, they know me. <laughs> now, you've got, you've got yourself a very good alarm, uh, a very good uh, security uh, security there, I can see. A nice uh, big German oh, yes, shepherd. Yes, yes. German shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's got a very, yeah, very, uh, uh, he looks very nice, actually, placid, but I don't think he'd be uh, nice if he jumped the fence. <laughs> he'd be uh, very well, vicious. Well, you never know. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to know. <laughs> Look at him. He looks happy oh, there. Yeah, he's happy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good to have dogs. Yeah. Do you, is he good with the pigeons or she? The dog? Yeah, no problems whatsoever. They love it. They walk over the top of them. Oh, how good is that? Oh, so, oh yeah. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah, very good. So I want to ask you, what I'm going to ask you is, uh, what advice would you give a new flyer? Would I give him? What advice would you yeah, give Yeah, what advice new, would you give to a somebody that, that's starting up? Yeah. Well, get the best piggies you can get your hands on. Go see Adelaide Premier Lofts, is that what you'd say? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. I'm not so much in selling pigeons anymore, you know. I'm getting a bit older and uh, I want to I race them myself. Yeah, of course, of course, is the thrill. It's yeah, it's amazing. Yes, yes. yes. Um, yeah. So, what other advice would you give a new flyer? Well, <laughs> what you have to do, you've got to look after them properly. See, it yeah. takes a lot of time. That's right. It's not easy. It's a, it's a, it's a big job. So you don't you, you don't you really you can't expect people to buy good pigeons and and do well straight away. You know what I mean? No, no, no. You that doesn't work that way. No, exactly. No, no. So you got to give the birds, you know, a bit of time, uh, let yes. them settle settle in because everyone trains differently, feeds differently, you know. So well, that's right. But yeah. So there's a lot of things. It's you're right. It's not easy. It's not just oh, I'll get pigeons and I'm going to win races. Yeah, I wish. It was oh no, 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 no! It's not that easy. I no. wish it was that easy. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, look, you've been racing for a long time. Where do you where do where do you, where do you see pigeon racing in ten years? Oh, it doesn't look good, does it? <laughs> you know what? It doesn't, but we, we're trying our best to, you know, promote it and get it uh, bigger and better. So, yeah, fingers crossed that happens. Fingers crossed. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. We'll get some new people involved. Yeah, it would yeah. be good if they it, can, yes. Even, even yeah. women, and ch- we, we need to get children involved. It's hard to get children involved, isn't it, with the new technology out there, computers Too expensive. and all that. Too expensive. Yeah, but you make it affordable for the kids. Yeah, well, that's what you need to do, Ooh, but yeah. a lot of people won't do it, see? No. Well, with us, if we get you, you uh, um, like kids flying and that, it's free. Everything's free, you know what I mean? It's the way it should be. Get yeah. them interested, yes. Get them interested. I mean, yeah. get them off those bloody computers and iPads and stuff. You know, yeah, get that's them out, right, that's get them, right. Get them outside yes. with some fresh air and, and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you looking forward to this season? Oh yeah, I really look forward to yeah. it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, we all are. Your birds are they? They finished in, finished molting, or they're still molting? Most of them have the late breads. You know, yeah. third round they're still going, but uh, I reckon another two weeks, two and a half, maybe three weeks, that they'll be all done. Yes. Yeah, I can't wait till they're finished molting. So have you bred a heap of Gabby Vanderbilts? 
Oh, as many as any other pigeon. Uh, you know, uh, I didn't have a lot of PF to get it this, this year, like I normally do. Mm. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah, it's a bit the same everywhere. Here on the uh Gabby Vanderbilt, all, all about about the same, I think. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. How many members you got in your club? Uh, at the moment, what have we got? Nineteen or twenty, I think. Mm, nice, nice. There might even be a couple more. I'm not sure. Even better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Strong club. That's good. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, all I'm going to say is good luck for this season, my friend. I hope you uh, do well. We'll, we'll have a, we'll bring you up again throughout the season to see how you're going and how the okay. birds are going, and yeah, we'll have another chit chat. What do you reckon? Yeah, beautiful. Yes. Yeah, too good. What message would you like to give to all the listeners listening to Pigeon Radio today? What message would you like to send to everybody? Oh, well, good luck, of course, and uh, do the best you can. That's good. Beautiful. Well said. Very good. Yeah, and make sure you beat uh, the opposition. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, uh, I'm trying. It, exactly. Well, good luck anyway. And um, okay. Not that you're going to need it, but good luck for the season and uh, all the best, and we'll talk to you again. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Keep your pigeons healthy with Applied Nutrition Australia, number one for all-in-one bird supplements. Tummy Right for Pigeons is a nutritional supplement for racing pigeons to support proper functioning of the gastrointestinal tract. The Applied Nutrition range of products is made in Australia and sold factory direct to you. For top quality products formulated by Australia's leading animal and avicultural nutritionist, visit appliednutrition.com.au. Southern FM sponsor. Your one-stop produce and farming supplies. Tara Meat. We get racing pigeons racing, horses racing, cattle and poultry feeding. All racing pigeon products and supplements available. We also have live poultry sales. Taramid stock feed and farming supplies. 1227 Holden Road, Tulin Vale. Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Natural Pigeon Products are the Australian distributors for Rhonefried Pigeon Products. Rhonefried, a German-based company, is a leading manufacturer of world-class, premium, European racing pigeon products that will help you maintain your racing pigeons' inner health all year round. Contact Natural Pigeon Products on 035-998-1000 and pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM Sponsor Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM Sponsor.
chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. On 88.3, Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. On the line on Pigeon Radio Australia today, we have from the Greater Melbourne Pigeon Federation, Mr. Rodney Main. Hello, Rodney. How are you? And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. Hello, guys. How are you going? Yeah, good. Yeah, what's mate. what's happening at... I think you you're uh, got an executive position this year. Uh, yeah, I'm the vice president. Oh, congratulations, mate. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, no, the Greater Melbourne's... In a, in a pretty good position, I think. So, yeah, we're just trying to be, uh, you know, we're all out there trying to look for new members and bits and pieces, but I think the most important thing is to hang on to the ones you've got at the moment. So, yeah, I think that's that's very important too. So, You're not wrong there, mate. You're not wrong there. So what's uh, what else is happening in your neck of the woods, my friend? Uh, well, as you would know, I just... Um, it's a bit of a quiet time, you know, no one's looking for stockers, no one's looking for race teams, and yeah, true, we're not tossing true. yet in bits and pieces, so oh, I decided right. a couple of weeks ago, we, we had a ton of seed donated by Green Valley Grains, so decided to run a raffle, and I thought if we would uh, we'd cap it at 200 tickets, at $10 a ticket, we wouldn't be greedy, um, on, yeah. and, you know, hopefully give somebody a chance to win, you know, pretty much a year's seed just for, for 10 bucks. And, Gee, that's, that's awesome. a lot of years supply. As it turned out, I closed it at 200 tickets and um, had so many phone calls requesting more tickets that we oh, bought, no. we actually bought another ton and sold well, another 200 well, tickets. So, oh, well done. Good on you. So we sold 400 tickets in about seven days. Oh, good on you, mate. And, uh, and two guys yesterday, um, Damien Fitzgerald and Matt Ketchingham, both walked away with a, with a ton of seed each. So, oh, which was would have been which over the moon. Awesome. So... Now with I, the... sold, I sold tickets in just in, I think, in every state in Australia. Oh, well done. Sold tickets all across Victoria and everywhere. I didn't sell that many tickets in our club, and two of our club members won it. You wouldn't Get out it. of here. You're kidding. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's yep. I, re- I reckon they had about, our club probably had 15% of the tickets and won both raffles, so yeah. <laughs> And, and it made made good money for the federation, did it? Yeah. Well, the the first raffle was a hundred percent all profit. Yeah. Because wow. be, because because the ton of seed was donated. Yeah. And uh, so you, yeah, make two grand there. Oh. Um, and Green, Green Valley Grains has done us a very good deal on this on the second second one as well. So yeah. we'll make roughly a thousand dollars profit on the second one. Oh, well done, oh, very good. Well it's good that um, a company like that's supporting all the community clubs, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And. Um, I mean, the Greater Melbourne's in a pretty good financial position, so we won't we won't hoard that money away. I'm not sure how, but it'll it'll be used to to benefit the members along throughout the season, or if not this season, next season. So, oh, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah that's what it's all excellent. about, mate. So, how are you going? And uh, the birds, what's happening? Ah, uh, you probably. I've, ju- I've just had rotor 
in my birds. So that's been a little bit. Uh, it's uh, gone for a little while, but the birds look pretty good. Pretty good now. Yeah, but Rodney, um, in saying that you've had rotor, do you think that the rotor is as bad as it was like a few years back? When I first got it five years ago, um. Yeah, it is absolutely nowhere near as bad. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. uh, absolutely not. Um, but it did take. I've, look, I've got a team of 140. It took from the first symptoms to the last symptoms. It took 23 days to go through the lot. But I didn't have any. I didn't have one pigeon that I thought was going to die. So yeah. Oh, that's a good thing. Yeah, that means my, their overall health must have been pretty good to begin yep. with. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, mainly just. Well, just the green, the green slimy droppings and and the odd the odd few vomit, but yeah, and I think it went through the whole lot of them. But yeah, um, yeah, I have got through that okay. Um, look, where I live, I see quite a few other people's birds out flying and stuff, and I've been talking to a couple of new flies. Who new flies are talking about tossing and stuff already? And I know, I know. Well, I'm saying, hang on a minute, too. hang on a minute, but are they? I'm hearing okay. the same thing. It's same down here. Oh, what's his name? Mm. That bloke's tossing. I've got to t- start tossing. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't win races in yeah. now. Yeah, oh, no, Jesus. it's a bit like, uh, a bit like these Essendon supporters, mate. They have two wins and they pick the premiership. So, so uh, what advice yeah. do you give to these fellas that say, oh, I want to go out tossing and training and I wouldn't do it while they're molting, really? I try and just, I just try and, try and buddy them up. Uh, you know, I quite often... These guys to go to go to to one of the gatherings of where there's a few flies around and try and buddy them up with someone that really knows what they're doing and you know say so get in this bloke's ear and ask him a few questions or copy what this bloke does you know so it has to yeah you gotta but you can't you can't knock their enthusiasm there's no doubt about that right. so which is good yeah exactly that's a positive how's Donna yeah Donna is absolutely fantastic mate so yeah. tell her we yeah. say hello. And she's doing a great yeah. job with the birds too, obviously. Both of you, are Yeah, but how, how lucky am I that, you know, my, my wife's as interested in the birds as what I am. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very good. I've actually got uh, Brad Phillips from Western Australia staying in our house at the moment as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. Yes, yeah, he's touring around, touring around Australia and he's he's um, parked his caravan here for a week or so to catch up with a few pigeon flies and bits and pieces. So. Yeah. He's now, um, can I ask you, is uh, anything happening about King Island this season? Yes, mate. The first, uh, I have put it on Facebook, but I haven't promoted so much yet. I, um, that raffle blew me away, mate. I, the amount of work I had to do in such a short time, because I had a couple of people say, you won't sell 200 tickets. And, geez, mate, like I said, I sold 400 tickets in no time. So mm, That was good. Um, but, yeah, no, the King Island races will be the last Saturday in the first Saturday in June. Yep. Uh, everything's exactly the same as before, except uh, as we introduced last year, there's a section of... Oh, uh, yeah, you got sections. One yeah. side of the Yarra River yeah. and the other side of the Yarra River. Um, yeah, I'll be pushing that pretty hard and um, getting on clubs, putting an extra $500 on each race, the same as I did last, you know, on oh, top good. or over and above. It was already a pretty good prize money race anyway. And how have the but, sections been accepted now? Because that was a new thing you did, wasn't it? What's that, sorry? The sections. How is everybody? Yeah, no, I think it was very well, very well accepted. A lot of people have been asking for that. Uh-huh. I, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, if the wind suits one side or the other, you guys really should put on sections. And I'd, I'd mentioned it over a couple of years. And, yeah, when we finally did bring it in last year. And, and now that we let people do their clock pullover in, in their own sections. 
as opposed to having to come back. You still got a basket of Danny on, but then yeah. clock pullovers as long as it's um, pre-organised with us at, at a at a proper centre. Yeah, I was yep, going to say the, we've oh, had yeah. the clock pull over get done. Saves people like if people want to race yeah. both races, it saves coming down here four times. You know, so you've got to move with the times. And uh, yeah, I mean we had the most last year was even it was a little bit hard because it was on the back of COVID, but we still had the most sides that had in a in a King Island race for a long time. And I, I reckon we'll I reckon we'll smash that out of the park this year. Well, I had oh, so. so. Well, that's I was going to say. I mean, we'll have a chat. When it gets closer, but anyway, um, if we could probably bask it at our Tona there, we've got a lot of members on this side next to us that uh, will race it. If uh, you know, if the I think that is, I think that is the next step. Yeah. Um, obviously, we're interested in it. Well, that's our fundraiser. We, we obviously have the bar and a few raffles and bits and pieces and stuff. So we like to get as many people. You know, to maybe our, have a like can. people put their birds in, then bring them one or two people. No, bring two them. People. You need two yeah, no. Look, I know, I understand, and, and that yeah. look, it has been. It, I think that will eventually come in. It has, it has been tossed around. So, oh, good. yeah, yeah, you'll get a lot more interest in it, I reckon, because yeah. a lot of people sort of get switched off because they got to drive yeah, all the way to Dublin. Yeah, no, that's look, I understand, and, and and it is a, um, it is a Thursday night, so I mean, everyone's yeah. got to get up for work and stuff the next yeah, morning. Yeah, correct. Get some paces, so we, you know. I mean, you'll still get people there that can go. You know what I mean? But yep. a lot of people that can't that would like to race it would probably put uh, a couple of birds in the race if they could organise well, something I, easier. I, I tell you what, we have talked about, and it probably won't happen this year, but it probably would happen next year as a trial. Is that we do pick a centre over the west somewhere, and two of us go over there and run it. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, that idea. that has definitely been talked about. Yeah. So, yeah, where two of us could go over there and supervise it and run it and bring the birds back. So yeah, that's a yeah, good idea. Yeah. That's actually another. And it, it's definitely been talked about. So it's good. Excellent. Yeah. Very good. And I and I, and I've already had uh, Jay Hosking. He's supplying through Diamond Pigeon Auctions. He's supplying all the meat for both barbecues this year. Oh, yeah. And and Shannon Reed and his brother from Shannon Reed Excavations. Yeah. They're um they're sponsoring both the raffles. So oh, good on him. Got, Shannon's a good bloke. Quite Shannon. a significant donation from Shannon towards the raffles too. So that we oh good on him. People will be blown away when they walk in and see what we're raffling off. So oh, it's not well. it's, a, it's not a ton of seed. No. To get too excited. <laughs> 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 oh, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. That, yeah. that wouldn't be bad at all. But yeah, yeah, so. yeah very good. Listen, oh, we, well, listen, we hope you. Have a good season this year, you and Donna, and um, we'll we'll definitely talk throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, right. mate. No drama. All right, mate. You All have right. a good one, and we'll talk soon. Eighty-eight point three Southern FM on air and online via the free Community Radio Plus app. Download it now from the App Store or Google Play. And I had a dream that someday I would just fly, fly away, and I always knew. I couldn't stay So I had a dream that I'd just fly away You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside And I always knew I couldn't stay So I had a dream that I'd just fly away Away, oh on the line for Pigeon Radio Australia, we have uh, one of the greatest flyers in Melbourne, Australia, I should say, and I say it to everybody, um, and that's Mr. Michael Portelli. Hello, Michael. How are you? And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia. 
Good, good, Ivan. How are you guys? Yeah, good. good. And we've hey, got. Mick, how are you? Yep, he's here. Good, mate. Joe, how are you, mate? Good, mate. And you've got uh, the Falcon. <laughs> the Falcon. How are you, Joe? Um, Tony. Tony. Good. Tony, I've got to remember who the Falcon is. <laughs> he, he's the Maltese Falcon, yeah? yeah? Maltese Falcon. <laughs> That's it. How are you, Tony? You feeling better these days? Yeah, anyway, not, not bad. Not too bad? Not as long as, as long as you're breathing and you're putting one yeah. foot in front of the other, it can't be too bad, bud. Anyway, at least I'm doing things, right? <laughs> exactly. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. How's everything That's right. going your way there, Mick? Not bad at the moment, Joe. Yeah. Uh, a few little he- few little headaches with um, uh, they decided to build next door to me a double story next right next door to me, which is making things a little bit harder harder than normal. But uh, yeah, look, coping at the moment, mate. Just see how, how we go. Yeah, it would be harder, especially when you're trying to break in birds. Oh, look, I was probably a little bit lucky because <clears throat> they actually pulled it down during the race season last year, which caused me a little bit of grief, but then they didn't touch it until they were supposed to start on the 1st of February, which I thought, good, they'll give me a chance to at least home maybe a couple of rounds. And um, they didn't end up starting until the 1st of March, which sort of gave me an opportunity to sort of home another round as well. So I've sort of just got around about, I suppose, 40 young ones that are are sort of a little bit going to be a little bit hard for me. That's all. But um, yeah. look, I'll just I'll just work work around them the best I can. And um, so far, they've handled them the handled it not too bad. So I've had a couple of dramas, but not too bad so far. So hasn't hasn't lost me baby so far, which is is the main well, that's thing. Good. That's so, good. He's got smoke. Not only has he got, uh, he's a good flyer, but he's got smart pigeons. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to look. I think you just need a bit of luck sometimes. Yeah, and, true, um, true, true. You know, if um, if um, I've, I've been lucky that they they sort of the machines haven't upset them too much. You know, they they um, got used to it reasonably quick. I could get most of them down, and and while they were in the backyard, then the machines going up and down didn't seem to bother them, which sort of surprised me because I really thought this is going to be a bit of a nightmare. But look, um, they started the frame. They started the frame last Friday, and they've already put almost the bottom story on. So it goes. Pretty quick when they start doing things. Oh, they won't muck around. They'll have it up in yeah, yeah. So before uh, you start the racing, first, the, the frame so far. So we'll see what happens once the double story goes on. We'll see. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So how's um like have you look? We, we spoke to a few people, uh, and some of them have had uh, crook birds and that. You know, like what do you think? Uh, Oh, look, look I've, um, I've had a reasonably good run. My first and second rounds were very, very good. Um, I had a little, probably a three, like I had nearly 100% hatch rate in the first two rounds and um, had a little bit of a an issue once I weaned the third rounders, uh, the second rounders, sorry, once as soon as I weaned them, um, I, I had about probably, oh, I would say, 50-odd in the second round, and um, I had about, once I went, I had about nine or ten get like, um, how would you describe it? It was like, like I like to look at them all the time, look down their throats and shit, I'm probably a pain in the ass to them, but um, I like to keep a close eye on them, and I noticed a couple of them started getting a little bit of canker in the throat, but it was like 
it was like loose, like, you know, almost um, like you would, but when you describe it to people, they think, oh, you've got Circo, but it's not Circo, because Circo, they get it, and it's very hard to recover them from Circo. Once they get Circo, they get sick, and you just don't get them, get them right again. They just, you have to knock them off. This was just canker-related, canker but... Okay. Um, I I also had once they started laying the third round from having a hundred percent success rate with hatching and, and filling and everything, I had about four or five pairs all of a sudden stop like not fill the eggs and I thought, What's going on here? And it was like just about a two to three week period that it happened. And I thought maybe I, I might have got rotus, you know, maybe rotus hit me. And, and usually when you get something like that, you'll get, um, you know, secondary infections like maybe a bit of wet canker and things like that. And you'll see them go off a little bit. And, and the fact that they weren't filling eggs all of a sudden, I thought maybe it's just um, rotus, rotus coming and um, it's going to affect them like that. But I didn't see any great signs of rotavirus. So, and then I just um, treated those youngsters. But the funny thing was, when I was giving them canker medication for a couple of days, there it didn't seem to get rid of it straight away, which was which was a little strange because normally, it, if it's just straight out wet canker, the the medication usually fixes it. And then I put them on metrosol for two days, and and bang, it cleared it up pretty quick. So whether it was just a flagell change. Um, from the normal meta, uh, type of medications for canker, but it, it hit it on the head pretty quickly, cool. and and then within then the next round came and everything went back to normal. Everything started hatching again. Had nearly hundred percent hatch rate in the next round. So it was like a two or three week period, but I didn't really have too many issues with it. Like I ended up killing one, which I thought was one of the nine, and I thought well. He probably would have recovered, but at that stage, I had quite a lot of quite a few birds, and I thought, you know, you, you haven't recovered as quick as the other ones, so I decided to um, probably just like, the best best way was to put him down because he, he just didn't recover the right way. <clears throat> but other than that, um, other than that's been tremendous. I've had a very very good uh, year with health wise. Um, after that sort of little patch there, everything went back to normal, and um, I've had a great 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 run with him. Yeah. That's good. Very good. And I've managed only to lose one youngster so far, which was good uh, for the whole season. So I was pretty happy with that. And that was because they decided to go for an hour and 50 minutes and they were just babies and disappeared wow. for an hour and 50 minutes. So. <clears throat> but uh, but other than that, no, no pretty well, Joe. I know, I know some guys have had problems with um, various things, um, uh, you know, from circovirus to uh, other health yeah. issues. But um, I think a lot of the times... Usually, you know, we we all fall for the trap of, you know, buying youngsters at sales and things like that. And and I think a lot of the times you probably bring our own problems in. Um, where I'm pretty, I've been, I brought nothing in this year as far as young ones from anywhere else, and I think that sort of helps quite a bit not to bring a bring a problem into the loft. Yeah, fair enough. Fair, yeah, fair point. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um. It doesn't help once the birds are molting and that. I mean, they're under a bit of stress anyway, aren't they? You know, when they're molting and well, look, it depends because if they're well, I don't think the molt generally. You know, if a pigeon's going to molt, that's what he does. You know, this time of the year, he's got to change his baby feathers. Yes, it puts them under a little bit of stress, but I, I think if you've got no health issues in the loft, the molt usually goes through reasonably smoothly. Yeah, like I said, Joe, I think the biggest problem we we have. Is there are there there are a lot of viruses, unfortunately. Like you know, you've got PMB, which I mean, people are getting caught with PMB. I think it probably 
doing that themselves to themselves because you've got a vaccine, you know, that really works well for PNV and um, it's pretty simple to just as soon as you wean them, you vaccinate them. So that, that one shouldn't really be an issue. I know guys still get caught because they tend to wait till they've finished breeding and then, and then do it, but I think that's uh, not a good move because you spend all that time, effort and money, yeah. you know, raking two or three rounds of youngsters and then thinking, oh, I'll do them all at the end. And it only, it only takes one stray and that's it, mate. That's You're in trouble. right. That's exactly right. Yep. So, um, but, uh, you know, with all the other Virota and, and Circo and, you know, other things that are out there, I, I think um, if you can keep them out of the loft um, by being, you know, a little bit sort of vigilant and careful what you bring in, I, I think you generally come out of it not too bad the breeding season if you, if you do those things. Now, when your birds uh, with with yourself, your birds are molting. Do you let them out every day like normal, or do you do you like to let them molt out? You know, keep them in a bit just to let them molt out. I've never really, I've never really locked pigeons down. I know some people do. Yeah. I, I basically, you know, wean around the youngsters. They sit in the loft for a week, then I open the door and let them walk out. And for the first three or four days, they just sort of learn the process of going up and down on the loft. That's it. Uh, get the odd one that decides after two days he might decide he wants to take off and, 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 and have a fly, which I hate because you always want them around at least five or six days sitting on the loft up and down. And usually if they do that, it's hard to lose them. But occasionally you get them spooked and, you know, if they take off in the first day or two or three that they've been out, that can be a bit of a a nightmare for you but um, as a rule I just let them open the loft and they'll you know play around for the first five or six days and then before you know it they're doing a few laps um, and then before you know like once they've been out two weeks I tend to get the broom or a rake and just chase them all up together uh, that can be a bit of a that can be a bit of a nightmare at times too because mine have a habit of if I chase them all up off the garage they'll go off as a group so I'll take oh, off as a group yeah. and, then, yeah, yeah. and then because they don't know like I had it happen to me this year with my second round, I, I chased them off with the rake and they decided to, about 40 of them got in a group and, mate, it was a nightmare trying to get them down. They just flew and flew and flew and the, the second time I did it, they flew nearly four hours. Oh, no. <laughs> because they, they, they have that process of they're strong enough to fly but they don't know the, the routine of circling as a group and landing as a group. They're still trying to find their their bearings on yeah. you know, what we're supposed to do. But you get a group of them together that, and all of them don't really know what to do. They just fly together as a group until the exhaustion hits oh, them. And, no. and, um, I had that happen to me a few times. Uh, today I, I, I chased up my last round of babies. I had, a, like I say, about 40 there and I thought, I need to get these buggers up. The, week, the rest of the week they're going to be nailing nail guns and whatnot. So I, oh, yeah. I got the, the broom onto them and about you know, 30 of them got into the group and they got up high as a, high as anything as a group and I thought, oh, this is not good. And uh, they must have flown for and and they haven't been flying much, but they flew for at least 40 minutes. That's good. And I thought I got sick of throwing fantails at them and, and trying to get them down. But that looked, they, they all came back and landed and, um, so I'll do that for a few times and um, hopefully they'll uh, – I'll sort of work it out fairly quick. You're listening to 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And we've got a break now for the Southern FM National Radio News. 
and we'll be back after the Southern FM National Radio News with more of Melbourne Australian champion racing pigeon flyer Michael Portelli with tips on how to break in your birds for the 2023 season. A must listen for everybody. So we'll be back after the news with more of Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside, Melbourne, Australia. Stop the pigeon, 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 how? Let him, jab him, tab him. And welcome back to Pigeon Radio Australia here on 88.3 Southern FM, the sounds of the Bayside. And our website address at Pigeon Radio is pigeonmedia.com.au. And you can also catch us at the Southern FM website on southernfm.com.au. And just before the news, we were talking to champion Melbourne Australian flyer Michael Portelli, and he was filling us in on uh, what he does and tips of how uh, to break in the youngsters. And we were talking about how he got his youngsters down with his fantail, his old fantail, and Joe Angelino was just about to ask him a question about that old fantail pigeon that he had in his loft. Don't tell me you're still using that poor old fantail. No, she passed away, mate, that one. My good old, my good old, my good old, my good old girl died, so... Yeah, we saw her yeah. well long ago, about a month ago, Ivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, was on her, she was on her last legs when yeah, you came, but... Yeah, yeah, um, that's right. No, unfortunately, she didn't want to poor bugger. How old was she? 2000 and I think it's just 2009 or 11 run. I can't remember. Now. It might have been 11, I think. But I, I, if I had a dollar for every time that poor thing got thrown up during, like, every day during the day trying to get birds down, I'd literally be a millionaire because she went up in the up in the air so many times. First time I went to Melbourne, and she won me some feds. She helped me win a lot of feds too because she was just a tremendous um, dropper that I could throw throw her any direction. High as I want, she'd always just pitch straight back into the flying. So she was, yeah, she was, she was a tremendous um, drop before me. So I'll, 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 uh, I'll get sick of chasing the bloody buggers I got now. All I do is run around trying to catch the buggers, and they, they frustrate me. Now you need <laughs> What's that? You sorry, need another fantail. No, I've got about, so I've got three of them, but it's hard to get them. It's very hard to get. Um, when you get a good one, um, yeah, it's, hard, it's, it's probably going to be very, very hard for me to get one like I had because, like I said, she was pretty much wherever she landed, I could pick her up from. She never moved. Um, they're just sort of uh, few and far between, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, she was a good bird. Now, Michael, like on Facebook and that, people putting up videos of birds burning the skies already. When, when, when's the time you reckon that the whip should be cracked with the pigeons? Um, look, while they're molting, this time of the year, I don't really care. Um, I don't want them flying. Like, like you asked me before, do I... Um, you know, do I lock them down? I don't lock them down. And once they start flying, if I let them out and they want to fly half an hour, they fly half an hour. If they want to fly an hour, they fly an hour. I try not to let them 
flights be much more than an hour, yeah. um, only because I, I want to get them into that routine of, you know, when I call them down and, and I don't use use feed, I, I don't keep them hungry or anything like that. I don't like to keep young pigeons hungry So because of the malt and everything. So yeah. I just put them into a normal routine that they get used to and they're so used to already where when I want them down, I can see that they're sort of circling there. They might be looking to land. I'll grab the fantails and I'll start uh, flapping the fantails around and I'll instantly get some land in. I'll just try to keep throwing the fantails till I get the majority down. Um, and um, But I, I don't like to let pigeons this time of the year really do two hours or, you know, tear in the skies because you'll find the more they work, the less they molt because they, their energy is oh, going into flying rather than molting. Right. So, um, but at the same time, look, <clears throat> I've had... I've got babies at the moment. I just run a handful of youngsters, believe it or not. And um, look, they might be a touch too young to do anything with. But I've weaned pigeons in a you know a week into April, and you know at a third fed five hundred and two thousand. And the last time we raced before COVID, she weaned a week into April and got me third fed and an all day fly from five hundred miles. So you if you if you prepare, and she had she hadn't hardly body malted. She didn't drop a, a single flight, and she was only. Um, you know, maybe a quarter body malted. So as long as they um, – my, my biggest thing with them is um, I like them to malt if they can, you know, get a good, decent malt in them because that obviously, you know, you know their flights get a bit longer and um, they get that waterproofing by having a full malt on them. And um, I, I prefer them too, mob. but when you sort of – I tend to breed, you know, up to four rounds of youngsters out of some of the ones I like and um, they're never going to be – you know, this time of the year, you're never going to get them to malt right through. So as long as I, you know, get them, what, the ones that the babies this time of the year, I don't let them sit around too long. Once they've been sort of um, around the loft for six, seven, ten days, I then try to get them up so that, you know, they, they do get up quickly and I find that they um, mob up very quick and, and if I can get them flying with the group fairly early, generally I don't have too many problems racing them. So, um, yeah. Very good. Yeah, because believe it or not, Mick, there's there's people out there that are tossing. New start. What do you think? What do you what do you say? Or what do you say? What do you say to that? Oh, well, depends why you're tossing. I mean, I to- I tossed four pigeons myself, but I want to I too many pigeons, and if I don't like them, I never cull pigeons. I don't like to cull pigeons. Yeah. Um, for me, you know. You can look at them and you're not like them, but at the end of the day, you really don't know what's in their heart, what's in their head. Um, so if I if I don't particularly, there might be certain birds that I think you know they, they just have traits that I don't like. Even you know around home, I'll get you know you'll have it yourselves where you get them down after an hour, and there's always four or five that don't want to land. You know, and generally there's always one or two that are instigators. You know that won't do it. Like at a young hen. Uh, beautifully bred hen and she was in with me third round babies and I could not, every time I'd get them down, her and two others would fly for another hour after that night. It shits me because I want to feed them all at the same time and, and, you know, feed them a certain amount of food. So I don't like the hopper food. I give them the right amount. And so I'm not playing around waiting for pigeons. I like them to land. So when they start doing things like that, like they like today. Yesterday she didn't get fed because she's done it too many times. So I didn't feed her today. She she said, "Yeah, I'm landed. I'm hungry." So she went down. But if I get ones that like I wouldn't toss her because she's too well bred. She's got a hundred thousand dollar ring on her leg, so I don't really want to throw her away either. But um, many a time I've sort of had grabbed you know four or five birds that give me 
problems or, or you know, there's something about them that's, you know, uh, maybe it had a bit of a setback and I'll, I'll take them. Or like I took four the other day to my mum's place, only six or seven Ks, but they're young pigeons. They were second, third rounders. Threw them out at, you know, at uh, six o'clock in the evening on a fully 100% overcast day. Um, let them go. They got up up as high as anything, and I thought, oh, well, see, let's see if you get home. I got one home on the night. Um, two the next morning, I ended up losing one. So, um, you know, I do I do, do things like that, but it's not not because I'm trying to prepare them for nah, nah, or anything like right. that. To me, it's way too early. I don't see, you know, the Any point advantage. of especially yeah. their molting, their dropping flights. I, I, for the life of me, wouldn't, unless you were, had a young bird series that was a month away or something or five weeks away. I don't see the point of tossing this time of the year. So. I agree. I agree. You're going to lose. You're probably going to lose, unfortunately, with the falcon factors and things like that. You're probably going to lose pigeons unnecessarily. So, hundred percent. That's all you're doing, feeding the falcons. Yeah. Yeah. For me, yeah. I, for me, when I do what I do, it's really. I really want to lose a couple of them, but. Um, as I say, I, you know, you don't know what's in there. I've done it before and, you know, taken them 30K straight up and the bloody things get home and you think, oh, well, you probably, if I'd done that with some of the ones I liked, I probably would have lost them. So I've got to give you a go. And then I've raced those pigeons. And, you know, I remember one time I had 11 birds and um, I thought, guy, that's a good friend of mine, would vouch for this because he took them, he took them up to where did he go? Oh, up near the um, Greater Melbourne rooms, passed down that way. And um, one of these things, he said to me, one of these bloody things squeaks. And I said, yeah, it's that red pie you bring. <laughs> red, oh, red pie. No. Anyway, and he took them with him and he let them, he put them up there. And I got three after about two hours. Oh. And I believe me, this red pie that was half squeaking bloody came home. And now whether it just happened to stick with those pigeons, I don't know. I ended up losing one of them. I couldn't believe it. It was a beautiful day, but... No, it just shows you they're not they're they they got some intelligence as well. Very and smart. One of those birds, one of those eleven birds, actually, um, in the race season. Then we had a funny, strange race where they were sort of spread all over the place, and I ended up clocking it well in front of another pigeon, and I think I got seventh fed with it. And had I not clocked that pigeon, I would have been a long, long, long way behind. So. You know, had I just gone on instinct that like a lot of people might do and say, oh, I don't like it, it's too big, it's too this and it's too that, and you, you you get rid of them, you know, because you don't like whatever, you know, their type or whatever. To me, like I say, I've been in the game a long, long time and looking in their eyes, looking at their wings, don't mean nothing to me, mate. The only thing that matters is, you know, its level of intelligence and, um, and um, how much heart and will it's got to get home. And if they show me that, when I do toss them like that, well, you earn your perch, so there you say. The good ones are the ones that uh, land on the landing board first, Trimming. Well, that's pretty pretty much much it. I've I've had some beautiful pigeons that you think, geez, you've got to be something wrong not to clock this bloody thing, you know, and and you never see it. So I know. I say I've stopped really judging pigeons on, you know, looks and all the rest of it. I pretty much just go by... You know, I think gen- genetics are everything as far as I'm concerned. If it's brothers and sisters are flown well, generally, and their parents are good, generally, you know, you'll get, you breed half a dozen out of a good pair, you'll generally get a couple of good ones amongst them. So, you know, genes do play a, a big part in it. Unfortunately, when you breed six, you never know which ones are going to be the ones that you clock. So, apparently, um, Mick, Mick, apparently, I'll give you a tip. Apparently, it's the eye. You've got to look at the eye. <laughs> 
There's something about like the I say, I, I've been, I've been in it. Look, look, some people swear by it, but at the end of the day, like I say, I've, um, I've looked in eyes. And I've seen all sorts of eyes, and I've seen them with all different kinds of eyes win. I've seen them with all different kind of eyes get lost. Yeah. Um, and I always say, if eyes were very, very, if eyes were, if people could really look at an eye and, and pick breeders and races, yep. well, none of us would have 200 pigeons and, and 60 <laughs> pair of stock or 40 pair of stock or 30 yeah, pair yeah, of stock. Yeah, we would keep 10 of the best pigeons that you could possibly keep. And that's all you'd be looking after because right. that's all you'd need. Yeah, good point. So some of the theories that are out there, are, you got to have a giggle. You got to have a giggle. Oh look, I mean, everyone. I suppose everybody enjoys, you know, thinking. Um, you know, there's there are traits that I like with pigeons, but um, you know, I, I do like a, a, a pigeon sometimes. Just I look at a pigeon and I, I like it. Something about it um, just just strikes me as, and it's not the way it handles. It's not. It's just sitting on a perch. It just. It's type grabs me, um, and I have done well with those pigeons. Just maybe my eye picks up on on something that I like. Um, certain traits that I've had with pigeons for many years that I know, you know, those traits gen- generally turn out to be, you know, good pigeons. So my eyes do pick up on things like that. But that's sort of, I guess, um, you know, having them for a while and and, and knowing the birds and experience, and, um, experience. you know, but experience. but otherwise, to me, they got two, they're all got two wings, they're all got two eyes, they're all got you know heart heart brain, and some are better that, better at using them than others, you know. So exactly, uh, I think, like I said to you once before, with with Einstein, if you didn't know Albert Einstein and you looked at him, <laughs> you didn't know he was Albert Einstein. I don't think looking at him, looking at his eyes, looking at his legs, looking at his arms. You'd put you him in the crazy have any idea that he was intelligent as he is until he actually proves it to you. Yeah. So why we decide to try and do that with pigeons, I or try to do that and think we can do that with pigeons, I, I'm not sure why we're still trying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we'd put him in a crazy house if that was the case. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Look at him. Jeez, he's so, a genius. Well, I mean, look, I, I like, I, I. I don't. Yeah, I don't necessarily have to breed as many pigeons as I do. I don't. I, I like breeding. I just like breeding pigeons. Yeah, and it's I, the best. And then I like I, you know you want to try half a dozen youngsters out of most pairs if you can to give them a fair go. So, um, you know, I, I would love to go back to breeding. You know, eighty to ninety pigeons and racing that many, and probably one day I will. One day soon I will because it's tiring looking after yeah. a lot of pigeons. But um, I generally carry around about the one sixty mark. Yeah. Uh, um, I probably got about one one eighty this year, but I'll I'll hopefully get them back to one sixty with a fifty bird limit and three race points from each race point. Yeah, beautiful. At least fifty birds to a race, so you're getting the majority to each race point. And um, you know, uh, like things have changed from you know uh, when we used to race. You know, I've been racing like 40, 43 odd years, something like that. If you uh, had the option, Mike Mick, to send all your birds to the first six races, would would you what would you think of that? You think that's a good idea? Would you send all your birds? What all to all every all, bird to every race for the first them. six all races? The, or let's say four races. Would you send them all? No, not really. No, because um, I've seen people do that in the VHA where they've got. Uh, you know, in their club races, they've got no limit. I, I used to have. I don't know if they still do, but they have no 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 limit. And I've seen people whack you know the whole lot in four weeks running. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
I I don't see that. You know, it educates them. Sure, it educates them, but I, I don't think it educates them that much more than you taking them to Shepparton and turn off at a hundred k's and um, you know one hundred and twenty k's and getting them home, getting the majority home. I think you know if you're checking the first, you know, into the first four races, you you're still talking one hundred and twenty miles, sometimes one hundred and eighty miles. Um, I've never been one that one to throw pigeons away. You know what I mean? I I, I believe that you should educate them properly and give them every chance to get home. And if you're rushing it by throwing them in every week, you don't know what's going to happen in a race. You know, look, think disasters do happen. And to have all your eggs in one basket, to me, really doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, even when I'm doing my first, you know, my first three, I always do mining teams. I, I know every pigeon in the loft and I know what pairs have got, you know, what young ones. So I sit here. Uh, I call it therapy for myself. It's like I'm still out there with them. I'll get a book and I'll just have blue bar, blue bar, blue bar. Like my first box, I know I've got three blue bar hens, one blue bar cock. The next box, I've got two dark check hens and a blue bar hen, no cocks. The next box, I've got uh, two smoky cocks, a blue bar cock and a smoky hen. I know each box and each pair what they've got. And I just sit there doing, making three teams of pigeons. So I'll put one, one pigeon from each of those like one pigeon from if they've got three, six youngsters, I'll put two youngsters in each race for the first three races. Um, and then I'll go by if I particularly like, say if I like two of them more than the other four, I will yeah. put them in the last team, which then gives me an extra two weeks of tossing them. Yeah, you know what I mean? So exactly. I, I like doing shit like that just to, you know, educate them properly and not lose pigeons that I, I particularly like. Yeah. Um, give them a fair go. Give them a fair go, you know, but, I mean, like, also even with tossing, like, I, I've always favoured me hens, I suppose. I, I, I clock a lot more hens. Nothing wrong with cocks, but I, I tend to breed more hens, so I, I probably clock, I do clock a lot more hens in a race season, so I tend to baby them a fair bit. Um, but even when I'm tossing, like, I, I don't really go to five-kilometre tosses or ten-kilometre tosses. My my first toss is Greensboro, which is about probably 40 k's to me. Yep. So if they're working the loft pretty well, I know they'll handle that fairly well. It's a reasonably safe toss. But I don't just sort of get the whole lot and go straight to Greensboro with them. I'll, I'll um, usually grab, you know, if I've got uh, 60 cocks, for argument's sake, I'll grab the 60 cocks barring maybe a few special run ones, um, grab those those cocks and go straight to Greensboro and they'll be my they'll be my trial run at it. So I'll do that, you know, uh, two weeks in a row, two two tosses in a row, see how yeah. they handle if they handle it well and I say they're coming well, then the others should be up to scratch. And now I've also got sixty pigeons that have been out to forty K, so they'll also help, you know, when I decide I'm gonna take the hens along with them and I'll take the whole lot. I've got 60 birds that have been there, so they tend to give them a little bit of help as well. Which is good idea. Um, yeah, and good then idea. I'll give them another, you know, I'll give them two. The cocks will get two, and then the hens will get another three with the cocks again, so the cocks will always be two tosses in front of them. But I just find that way, um, again, not all your eggs in one basket. If, if something does go wrong, you can just try, to, just try to control the situation, so to speak, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't always. Like, I, I have been caught where... You know, a few years ago, I took the cocks for two tosses. They made it home in 30 minutes, and, and I thought, oh, well, that's nice and easy. Took the hens with them and, and all the late reds with them and let them go. They went off, um, and then all of a sudden I thought half an hour's passed. 
40 minutes past where are the bastards? Yeah. yeah because I took the hens with them. You're not going to oh, do it either. no. And uh, they took an hour and 10 minutes the first lot, and they were nearly all the cocks. And I thought, yeah, that'd be right. <laughs> they were coming straight out of the southeast, so I thought they'd clash probably with Greater Melbourne or oh, BHA for Pigeons. Sure, for sure. But look, at the end of the day, they were um, they were coming all day long, all day long. But I always say, look, if they're in a, in a city and they're well, I don't usually lose pigeons like that. You know, they generally come through. I, I end up, they were coming all day long, and I end up being two out on the night. Um, one came the next day and one come on the Tuesday, so I picked them all up. And yeah. to me, I don't mind when that happens because it's also a very good, very good educational um, tossing for them as well. When they do, when they do bugger up and then have to think for themselves, it, as long as you don't lose bloody, you know, thirty or forty pigeons, because you never want to lose, you know, big numbers. No, but you don't. if the majority, if ninety five percent of them get home, it's probably been a good toss for you. So exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. And, look, I mean, I was going to say to you, what other tips can you give uh, our listeners, uh, you know, especially because we've got a lot of new flies. New flies, yeah, especially the what new flies. What, what do you want to know? And I'll try and tell you what I know. Not, not only new, not, however, not only new flies, even even people that have been flying for a long time, yeah? But it's always good. You don't know everything. It's oh, good look, to learn, I, you know? I think a lot of, look, pigeon, ra- pigeon racing's just yeah. pretty much common sense, Joe. Yeah, you, yeah, um, yeah. you know, I always look at it, I spend a lot, a lot of time, you know, I love the birds and I spend as much time as I can with them. I, I love being around them. Um, you know, I've got some nice birds there that I begrudge losing. So for me, it's always just common sense. Try to do, you know, um, you probably think I'm uh, a lunatic, you know, or, or a bit nutty where I have youngsters out and I'll be, I'll sit there you know, for hours with them watching them and as soon as one takes off, I'll run to grab the fantail so it doesn't, you know, just to get it down again, just so it does it two or three times because, and and those sort of things pay off for me because, like I say, I only lost, I've given a few birds away this year, but I reckon I've bred 200 birds in total. I didn't get one. I've lost one, I've lost one youngster around the roof. So, um, you know, those little things you do, do help to keep, to, 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 to keep them around and I'd rather, if I lost it in a toss, you know, like I say, get 95% home and I lose them in a toss, well, so be it weren't good enough or something might have happened. Yeah, but yeah. young pigeons, like, I don't I don't like losing them, you know, so just common sense. And if I do, if I am missing one, I'll be out all day. Like, I remember, here's a classic example. I had a, a few 2014 rung pigeons, so 10, nine odd years ago. Um, the babies got spooked and... There's always out of my two or three best pairs, if they get spooked like that, the first thing I'm doing, I'm straight in looking at them and counting them and all right, and I'll look for those ones that are, are important to me and I say, okay, you're there, you're there, oh, shit, that one's missing, you know, and I'll know instantly which ones are missing. And if there's something that, you know, out of a very good pair of birds, I'll stay out all day there with oh, pigeons in and up and down. And yeah. for, for example, I had a little blue bar hen decided she was going to take off and you know, when they get lost, they do look for home, and they constantly look for home, especially towards the end of the end of the day. And I'd I'd seen her go past, you know, several times, but she was just pretty young, and she still had you know yellow hair on her bloody head, and decided to take off. And I'd see her go past, and I'd know it was her because I you quickly pick up on their fl- the way they fly and and whatnot. Yeah, I stayed I stayed out all day, and I got her right on dark. Oh my god! And right on dark. Well, well, that hen went on to. 
She landed with three together when I won against five organisations up together, 3,000 pigeons. I ran first, second and third, I would have run, but she was my second fed that day against multiple organisations, second overall, and then she went on to win the 500 against three organisations. Wow. Uh, so, you know, had I not got her down by dark, she might have been sitting on a roof and got eaten by a cat, you know what I mean? That's so, right, yeah, that's uh, awesome. Sort of, I, I just do, I'm, I'm a bit sort of anal with things like that. I, I, People sort of let them out and they think, oh, I, I say to many people, you know, how many you got? I wouldn't have a clue. I would count my pigeons if they're out, if I let them out and I know there's 40 babies, while they're sitting on the floor outside, I'll probably count them eight times. Yeah, yeah right, they're still all there. That's all right, right. that's all why there. Michael um, is a champion flyer. So, <laughs> it's just, so, so it's those sort of, so to me it's just, um, you know, you, you ask what, what, it's just things that I like to do, common sense things that I try to, to not lose pigeons where I, where I can help it. Um, you know, so like I say, they're important to me, so to just uh, throw pigeons away, I don't like doing that. So, Like I said to Ivan just then, I said that's why you're a champion flyer. It's not, oh, you're look, not, it's I all these little, look, I fly well. I never said they're saying I'm a champion. I love the pigeons. I put a lot of time into them. So you, you would think that if you put the time and effort into it, you'll, you'll have success with them. So yeah. I've been lucky over the years that, you know, I'd like to think I understand them pretty well. Um, I'm pretty um, good with picking up on, you know, health issues with them and, you know, if I see something not right, I usually pick it up very quickly so I can act on it very quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, I love to look at pigeons in the loft when they're well and look what they're doing in the loft and, and I love to look at pigeons when they're not well and you sort of see what they're doing and, and it's just all a learning curve, you know. So um, We're always learning. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it, they'll always teach you something, you know. So You're right there, mate. Now, you know when I said to you if there's any tips you can give uh, – new flyers and, and just flyers in general. Like now is the time where the birds are molting. Shortly we're going to start, uh, soon we're going to start uh, tossing. Now, what advice would you give to these, to the fanciers, um, especially especially the new ones? What what do you look for in in your in your team before you start tossing? Well, look, when, like for myself personally, if I... I won't toss the – I generally aim at a time. Like, for me, six weeks before the first race is when I start. I don't care if somebody's had 15 tosses already. Many guys have had 15, 20 yeah. tosses before I even start. It yeah. never bothers me because I know in a six – in six if I give myself six weeks, I've won many feds first up, you know, um, having a six-week training, uh, tossing six weeks out of the first race. So I know I can get them there. But I just make sure that – um, like I said, I don't go five Ks. I don't do 10, 10 tosses at five Ks. I just, to me, it's an insult to their intelligence, quite honestly. Yep, I agree. Uh, but they have to be flying the loft well. They have to be, you know, doing their hour and a half, ranging a little bit, working well as a group, tight and well as a group. If I see them doing things like that, I'm generally reasonably confident that, um, you know, they'll, they'll, they should, if I take them, like I said, to Greensboro, it's in the city, um, they're not going to end up, you know, like if you, you know, the last thing I'm going to do is go north with them because, uh, especially the first sort of six to ten tosses, because get you, head, up. So if you start heading out towards sort of Sunday Creek and things like that, you get a, two or three falcons hitting them and, and drive the pigeons more north, you're in real big trouble. Yeah. So to me, I go, you know, 
I go to safe places, not far, like 40 k's, but safe. Safe. And I know yeah. that even if they get into trouble, they, they should be able, they're smart enough to, they should be smart enough to get home from there. So um, what advice would I give them? You know, make sure the birds are flying very well around the loft. Their health, the other thing is you've got to just make sure their health is very right as well. Um, medicate. I tend to medicate them a little bit. Like I will medicate them for canker and respiratory before the before I start tossing them, just before I start tossing to make sure I've got no underlying, you know, illnesses so that at least I'm not going to lose them to my own, you know, neglect. So, exactly. you know, I'll medicate them for canker and respiratory. Um, and then I'll, and then I'll, like I say, if they're working well, I'll go out 40 Ks, but then, like I said, I'll do it also in a manner where I'll take the cocks out first so that, you know, if a new flyer had hundred pigeons, I would sort of suggest to him, okay, like I say, medicate him beforehand, uh, make sure they're flying well. And if he's going to toss them, um, maybe grab, maybe grab 50 of them and go out to your first toss. Um, if you go on five Ks, yeah, I'd take the whole lot. You know what I mean? If you're going to go five or ten k's, I take the whole lot. But if, like, if you're going to do what I do, where I go out forty k's, well, there is always that risk that something may go wrong. So again, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, I'll take out, like I said, I'll take the cocks out. So at least if I have get into real trouble, um, I've still got a team of pigeons at home that I can race. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they get home. Two, two weeks running, well, there's 60 pigeons that have had toss, two tosses at 40K. So, again, just some common sense um, and probably toss on the right days too. You don't want to be, you know, going out to your first toss and it's 100% overcast on a, you know, 30-kilometre wind. You know, you, you, you want to, you know, be a little bit sensible and pick a, a nice day to start them off. And, That's right, yeah. Um, you know, like I say, just, just basically common sense. It's... Um, you, you spend all, we spend a lot of time and a lot of money, you know, raising pigeons to, you know, I've heard many times where guys go out for their first toss or second toss and they've done, you know, 80 pigeons. To me, that's I've heard that too. heartbreaking, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's One, crazy. because, you know, it's heartbreaking to lose that many pigeons. And two, you basically might lose a fly for that year, which, which is, you know, bad for your organisation, bad for the race, the, yeah. the bad for your, bad in every which way, you know. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, you just got to use some common sense. And, 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 and um, like I say, once mine have had um, five from Greensboro, I generally switch them straight to two, which is a complete opposite direction from east to west. I'll go to um, Point Wilson with them for three tosses, yep. two, probably two tosses. Yep. And then usually I'm pretty confident. I, I Geelong can be a tough toss for pigeons. They seem to get yep. a little bit bamboozled at times. But, again... As long as you don't go on an Eastly, they generally work it out. Um, and I generally just go straight to Geelong and say, okay, it's all up to you guys. And uh, But generally they get home. But then once I've had, you know, I'll give them five-odd five tosses from Geelong, so they're doing 60Ks reasonably well. And then I'll probably look to start going north. And, and But when I start going north, I don't want to go north by myself. I'm trying to look for, you know, if people are up at, Cup. You know, Sunday, Sunday Creek already, or even at Shepherd and Turn. I, I wouldn't, I, it wouldn't worry me to go if I've had ten tosses. Yep, it wouldn't worry me to go straight to Shepherd and Turn off from there. But I'm not going by myself. I can assure you, I want there to cover. be. You want cover? Yeah, a thousand pigeons, and also maybe those pigeons have been there two or three times already. Yeah, um, 
because I don't I don't like going with pigeons that are pretty green and, and a lot of people having pigeons that have never been somewhere and then you're going up with them, then that can also be a bit of a recipe for dangerous. disaster that as well. So yeah. I, I need to pick people's brains as well and see what they're, where course, they're at. Of course. Uh, and what they're doing. So, um, like I say, yeah, just a bit of common sense and, and try to try to – Try to do the best you can not to exactly. lose them because uh, there's no point losing them in tosses. No, nah, that's right. Just hold it right there, fellas, for one minute, and uh, we've got to hear from our sponsors, and we'll be back with more of Michael Portelli, champion Melbourne Australian flyer, here on Pigeon Radio Australia. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor GreenValleyGrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 0732062568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor. chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hubauctions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hubauctions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor.
You're listening to Pigeon Radio Australia. Broadcast from Melbourne, Australia, on 88.3, Southern FM, The Sounds of the Bayside. Exactly. I mean, like you said, Mick, we, we spent that much time, prep, you know, like breeding, you know, f- you know, getting them to this stage. This is yeah. this is very very important. That's why it's good to hear from you, so that the listeners can hear, especially the new guys, the new flies. You know, don't because you know what it is, Mick. They hear, oh, Joe Blow down the road's tossing already, and these new guys are like, oh, maybe I have to start tossing. So, yeah, yeah, and, you know, and that's and, and that's and the then thing. They lose You've got to, like I say for myself, I never. I could care less if someone's had 30 tosses. To me, That's right. even the mental state of a pigeon's mind, you know, I've said this, I've said this all the time to people, um, you know, a lot of blokes toss the shit out of pigeons and then, you know, halfway through, through the season, their their birds are just done because, like I always say to people, a poor pigeon doesn't know it's a 20-week series. He thinks that's life. And if, you, if you're giving it to him every other day, there comes a time where they just say enough's enough. And... Um, to me, it's not hard to get pigeons physically fit, but keeping them mentally right, that's bloody hard work. That's true. That's true. And, um, you, and you have to do it. those things. If you lose them mentally, I believe if once, they, once they break and you've lost them mentally, and I've seen it happen time and time again, once they break, you'll never get them racing anymore because they just know they right. know what's ahead of them. He's right. And in, and in their mind is, I'm going to get home and I'm back in the basket two days later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 I'll always put myself in their shoes like, and say, what if I was that pigeon, you know, I've had a, a 10-hour fly. You know, I know guys that have had a Saturday race. The birds have been, you know, six, seven hours on the wing and then they're tossed again on Sunday. To me... Yeah, it's silly because especially when yeah. probably eighty percent of those seventy sixty percent of those pigeons seventy percent of those pigeons mightn't even race for another two weeks. So he's done his job on the Saturday. Why would you risk yeah, him again exactly on the right. Sunday Leave getting eaten by a falcon when you're going to have the following week to toss him again? Keep him a little bit fresh in the mind where he, you know, he's done his job. He's at home. He's happy. Yeah. Had a feed. Had a drink. He's left alone for you know a little while. To me, like I say, it's just. Um, you got to think of them. You got to put, you know, put yourself in their place and see how you would feel if someone was, for argument's sake, you know, they they got to deal with falcons all the time. Can you imagine, you know, if if I'm training you, if I was training you, all right, I'd have to take a bit of training to train you, Joe. But um, <laughs> settle down, Mike. Settle down, Mike. If, if I was taking you out fifty k's, fifty k's every week, and um, and you knew. Around every every other corner, there's a line waiting to take your head off. Yeah, you know, you got past it this week. You got past it next week. You got past it the week after. But but sooner or later, you're going to say, "Man, I'm having to risk my life a hell of a lot of times for not too much enjoyment." You know what I mean? Especially if there's no McDonald's nearby, you're gone. You got to think about them. (laughs) No, you're right. You're absolutely right. So exactly, and I, I know I believe. Look, pigeons. You know, I've never I've never had pigeons coming to. My birds on a Friday night, I don't care if it's 120 miles, they're, 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 I'll feed them at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and feed them. Like I never I never hop a feed. I, you know, I know some people do. I don't hop a feed them, but they're full. They're pretty full so that if he doesn't get home on the Saturday, if he doesn't make it home, at least he hasn't been not fed for two days now. That's um, right. So for me, it's getting them home. But the main thing for me is 
the love their love for home is what drives them home. And if they're in a group of ten pigeons, um, he doesn't have to be starving hungry to come home because he in a, in a hurry to come home because he's starving hungry. He just has to love home, and he'll be he'll be he'll, he won't leave that he won't he won't fall behind. I can assure you. No, no way. So um, you know, there's there's a lot of important things that you you do to keep them to keep them wanting to. And I love like I, I see just by the way mine come home from races, you know, you see them coming and I love to watch that last little bit, you know, we don't get to see much of it, just their last little uh, approach, but um, when you see them really lock, like, you know, it just, the wings are right in and you see that love for home, like, screaming in for home and you think he's, he's almost telling you, oh, grouse, I'm home, you know. There's nothing um, like it, is I hate it? seeing, I, I hate seeing pigeons. If I see a pigeon coming and it's, just coming at a pace that I think, oh, shit, I, even if I haven't clocked, I say, shit, I hope this bastard's not mine. <laughs> I want to see them, I want to see them coming. Scream home. You know, with that with that uh, vigour and, and love for home, yeah. and usually when they, they want to get home, they're coming like bullets. That's right. So, you know, people are always saying to me, uh, you would have heard, you know, you'd probably hear, like, I'll leave a toss point and I'm flying home. Wherever I can get away with flying home, like speeding home, I, I, I know I shouldn't, but um, unless there's time cameras to stop me, I'm going at the, the far, as fast as I can to beat the pigeons home. And, you know, people will say, oh, yeah, but you've got an electronic clock, da-da-da-da-da, why would you, you know, why, why do this? The thing, is, the thing is, electronic clock tells you what came home. It doesn't tell you how they came home. You know what I mean? I see that first group, I put them up with 2,000... Um, you know, pigeons up at Shepherd and Turn of 120 k's. Usually, yeah. that you know, on a on a toughish toss, that first group might be, you know, 15 or 20 strong. Um, I want to see that 15 or 20 coming through. That are ones that are coming past me for argument's sake and heading towards then where it be Altona Meadows. Those guys. Um, you know, if I put them up, when I know when I know my birds are on song. If I got, you know, if there's 20 birds coming through, I'm looking to get. If, if I, I want them to be right, I'm looking to get. 10 or 12 of those pigeons, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and if I get one and the others keep going and someone close to me say, Charlie's down the road from me, if Charlie got six and I got one and the rest kept going, I'd be saying to myself, shit, what's wrong with me pigeons, you know what I mean? Um, because I should have more than one. Yeah, that's um, right. So, like, those sort of things matter to me because it's all, it's telling me how, you know, it's telling me about their health um, if I if I see twenty comes through and I drop fifteen, and you know, um, the rest keep going, I say to myself, "Well, shit, I had fifteen in that first group of twenty. That makes me pretty happy." Um, and also, just the way they're coming in, you know, I like to see them, you know, pushing and 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 locking and and you know, darting around when they do come. It's just telling me a wealth of information that my electronic clock doesn't tell me because sometimes, you know, you you. You, when you're tossing shepherd and turn, it's only 120 k's. You, you toss 150 pigeons. You, you might get five in that first group, but 30 seconds later, you might get another 20 by the time they land. Which were your first five? That's right. You don't know, and don't. Um, so you know these are the things that matter to me. So, but don't all go out there speeding home. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say does cost you a lot. Does cost you a lot of money. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What about flights, Michael? What, what, what do you look for in the? Do you look at the birds before you put them in the basket, or do you run them into the basket? Do you uh, check no, the flights? I catch. I, I don't run them in the baskets. I catch them. I catch every bird. 
Um, not because not because I, I want to look at them on everything. I mean, I if I've been flying them around the loft every day of the week, I know exactly what's happening in my loft. You know what I mean? Um, so I know, you know, if there's if if something's going to a, a hundred k toss and he's dropped his ninth, it's not going to bother me. I'm not going to send those pigeons to races, but you know, a hundred k's for a pigeon even dropping a flight isn't going to you know bother him too much. I don't think. Nah. So, uh, but look, three hundred miles. Of, look, I've, I can only say for myself, I've never clocked a pigeon that has dropped its ninth or tenth. I've never clocked one and, and done any good. So to me, it's no point sending them. I just wait till he's got a full wing or close to a full wing. Um, I don't care if it's an inch short, you know, if a flight's an inch short. In fact, I've clocked a lot of pigeons that have got maybe a second or last or last flight with an inch to go. Many times I've clocked them, but that's nearly a full flight anyway. Um, so, but as a rule, I don't, you know, I do look over them if they've dropped a flight and it's, you know, 240 miles onwards. Um, I'm probably not going to send that pigeon. Like, if it's a ninth, eighth, ninth, or tenth, I'm not going to send that pigeon. See, see, that's see. You've got to be smart. I mean, you've got to be very smart. Like, especially the new flyers. I hope they're taking this on board. Yeah. What Michael's saying because this is very, very, very important. Yeah, you know, give a pigeon a break. Don't think, oh, I clocked it this week. I'm going to send it again. And oh, look, it again. I don't, I don't mind doubling pigeons up, but like yeah. I say, you've got to. Um, They've got to be in condition. Yeah, but, but you know you what know, to look like, for. It depends. If I had a small team of pigeons, I've got no issues doubling up. But then you're looking at how they came, how long they were on the wing. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. Know, well, new, new flies don't times know. times I've doubled up pigeons at a second or third bird home and I'll double them up and clock them because, one, now they've got a bit of fitness about them. Now they, they've been there before, so they've got a bit of experience. Yeah. So I do do, I do, do that. Um, but again, like I say, there's a lot of pigeons that haven't raced, so you want to get them, under, you know, a race under their belt as well. So, yeah, um, yeah look, it's it's I guess uh, you look at it look at it different ways, and, yeah, but and you know of, what to look for, Mick. Yeah, the new flyers don't. No? Sorry, I say you know what to look for. New flyers, yeah, yeah, no, that's, that fair, that's like fair enough. You know, that's no, fair enough. But uh, look, new flyers, I, I just say to them, you know, just. Um, Try to you know just use common sense. Yeah. Um, don't 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 worry too much about what too many other people are doing. Uh, set yourself goals and, and 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 try to achieve those goals. You know, don't just remember you, you know you you once you once you lose them they're gone. So to do silly things and take them you know hundred k's on their second toss or something and and or on a on a pissing dead rain and you go and let them go from. 50 k's and, and it's pissing down rain. Well, that's silly. Once they're gone, you're not going to get them back, and they're gone for good. So, you're right. Um, just like I say, common sense. Just just use common sense, and you're usually pretty good. Yeah. Now, just getting back, just double going back a little bit. You know how you said you you like to medicate before you start tossing and all that. Mm. So what? How long before you? Well, before you when you medicate. Is it like three weeks before um, you start tossing, or two weeks? No, before you usually, start tossing? usually the week before. The week before, so you just give before. them a couple so that, of days, so that, so that they're clean as you you yeah. can get them. Like That's you, good. you're going, you're going fairly clean. They're going into a toss pretty clean, so you know that you're not going to lose them because you know eighty percent of them have got bloody wet canker bad. That's excellent. Um, yeah. You know, um, the guys that have been around them for a long time, they're going to know that. But I guess new flies, yeah, new they flies. may not pick up on pick up on a lot of those things. Um, so, um, 
yeah, you just you, you just got to make sure they're as healthy as they possibly can be. So you're not losing them because they're they're sick. You're losing them because they're not good enough to get home, maybe, but not because they're sick. Yeah. And when they're not right, you can. When they're not right, you 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 know, if you, if I toss a hundred pigeons and I'm losing thirty, oh, you know, yes. if I lost thirty, one, I'd be pretty gutted, oh. and devastated. But I'd be saying to myself, what the hell's wrong with them? You know, there's there's got to be something drastically wrong to be tipping out, you know, depending on where you went and it was a normal toss that you shouldn't have lost yeah. those that number of pigeons. Um, you know, I think in 40 years of racing, I probably had three bad tosses that I consider sort of disasters, I suppose. Um, and two of those were because they weren't 100% right. And that was... I, one time I knew they weren't right. Uh, I knew they weren't right, and I had maybe <clears throat> I had maybe seven tosses where they were getting home under an hour, and they were handling that all right. And I met up with a couple of guys, and and they were going to Sunday Creek, and um, said, "Oh, come along, come along." So I sort of, and I'd never been out north with the birds, and I decided to go out north and with them, and yapping away instead of concentrating, thinking, shit, I, like I drove that time, that this Sunday Creek year, and I thought, shit, that's a lot further than I should have went. <laughs> and, um, but unfortunately, yeah. um, I knew they weren't 100% right because I couldn't get that, you know, bloom on the birds. I couldn't get that nice clean waddle, and they just didn't look right to me. But I kept sort of trying to convince myself that they were all right because they were doing the 50-minute tosses okay and, and wasn't losing pigeons. But um, that day we, they copped a real... Very, very stiff southwester, probably a 40k southwester. Oh, no. Um, and uh, I think we all had 15 odd pigeons in the first three or four hours of, of, of the toss. Oh, jeez. Um, and then it was just bedlam from there. Uh, one guy got them through, but he'd had a lot of work with them that way. And the other guy and myself, we, I ended up being, I think I tossed 145 pigeons. And I lost sixty-two. Oh, big and that, that was and that was pretty. That was pretty oh, gutting. Look, yeah, I, honest, and then when I found when I did find the problem, I had I had bad feed. I had the corn in the feed was crook, and that's what caused the problem. They had air sac. Oh, there you go. So I tipped out a shitload of pigeons, and look, it cost me in the end because look, it woke him up because I I didn't lose sixty-two. Sorry, I, I was sixty-two out on the night. I picked up another 17, I think, the next day, and most of those were hawks, so I knew they got into real bad trouble, and that also is a very good indicator that the health's not right. Yep. Um, and I ended up doing 43, but I lost 37 hens, I think, and six cocks. And and some of those birds that I lost, I was pretty much in tears about because – and then, like I say, for the, it, it sort of woke them up because for the first – I think I won two of the first six feds, um, and then I nearly won the seventh shed. I ran second with a hen that wouldn't land, but I, they were on fire three quarters of the year. To, of the year. They couldn't, nobody could, I was leading the averages up until the third last race, but then just ran out of bullets. And, oh, uh, no. I ran, ran second overall, but yeah, yeah. Um, it cost me because of my own, really my own stupidity because I, again, I should have heeded the warning that there were warning signs there that they weren't right. Um and and just sort of thinking, no, nah, they'll be right, they'll be right, and then being a little bit stupid and, you know, that toss should not have – I shouldn't have gone to that toss in the first place. It was just too tough a toss at the stage that they were at. 
and when they got into trouble, unfortunately, um, they got into trouble. So oh, it's very easy. It's very, very, very easy to do. Very oh, easy to do. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So and I and I like I said I, I um I don't don't like losing pitches like that it's a it's a travesty to lose them like that. Oh, like you said, we've all had uh, bad tosses. Yeah. You learn from your mistakes, oh. hopefully. Yeah, well, you do, but every year there's something always silly that you do that you think you know. Shit, why did I do that? You know, like. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, the white the white the white usually comes after the disaster. <laughs> it's like, why the heck did I do that? Why? Why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's silly. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, yeah. Look, Mick, I hope uh, you have a great season this year, mate. Uh, and we'll definitely, definitely, um, you know, talk throughout the year to see yeah, you travelling no and um, yeah. We wish you all the best for 2023. You too, you, you too mate. I uh, hope, hope you have a good year yourselves. Yeah, thank you. And, thank uh, you. Yep, no problem. We'll talk to you soon. Green Valley Grains is a proud Australian family-owned business that uses only quality Australian-grown ingredients. Green Valley Grains products deliver superior nutrition for a range of animals, including poultry, farm, bird and small animal. A Green Valley Pigeon Blend, whether it's the new High Flyer mix, racing, breeding or original pigeon mix with Pro Nature, guarantees feed-safe accredited quality for your birds. Visit Southern FM sponsor greenvalleygrains.com. Yellow Drops is now available in Australia and distributed by Natural Pigeon Products. The authentic Yellow Drops is a product used by the great champions in pigeon racing for decades. They eliminate almost instantaneously, naturally, the fungi, trichomonas and bacteria existing in the upper digestive and respiratory system. To order your Yellow Drops now, call Natural Pigeon Products on 035 or pigeonvitality.com.au Southern FM sponsor Your one-stop produce and farming supplies Tara Meat We get racing pigeons racing horses racing cattle and poultry feeding All racing pigeon products and supplements available We also have live poultry sales Tara Meat stock feed and farming supplies 1227 Holden Road Tulin Vale Open seven days a week. Telephone, Peter, on 0484-340-551. Southern FM sponsor. Flyright is a nutritional balancer product designed to assist racing pigeons to reach their racing capability and potential. Flyright contains a number of natural ingredients such as prebiotics, herb extracts, oregano, yeast functional fibers designed to increase the number of favorable microflora within the gastrointestinal tract. Flyright is a natural physical barrier to pathogens. Order your Flyright now at appliednutrition.com.au or phone us on 07-3206-2568. Southern FM sponsor. Pigeon Racing Victoria presents the Victoria Cup 2023. With a guaranteed first prize of $100,000, Australia's biggest race is on again, this time from Cobar, New South Wales. Sign up now for the Victoria Cup. It's on Sunday the 24th of September 2023. Rings are $100 each with one free ring for every 10 purchased. For details, visit pigeonracingvictoria.com. Southern FM sponsor.
your chance to win the $2,000 Golden Wing Award. All you have to do is log on and sign up to hopoptions.com.au. Does your wife say that you have too many pigeons? What she really means is she wants you to buy more pigeons. Sign up to hopoptions.com.au and check out our race team. Southern FM sponsor. Well, was that an informative program today on Pigeon Radio Australia? All right, Tony, goodbye from uh, me, goodbye from you. Goodbye again, goodbye Joe, goodbye listeners, and goodbye to everybody around the world. Tony, arrivederci. Cheerio, everybody, cheerio. Cheerio. Goodbye.